0: Hey everyone. Hello again. My name is Jade Dola and I wanted to hop on here and formally start a podcast. I currently do not have, okay, I have brief ideas about what I want to name this podcast, but we'll see what I fall on. But I've had an idea to make a podcast for about two years now ish. I don't know. Um, But I've had an idea and I've been sketching it out for at least like six months and just like writing down various ideas, starting some organizational things and what I want this podcast to be. I love the format of my favorite YouTuber like person right now. Her name is Hannah Elise. She has a lovely podcast where she just kind of talks about whatever she wants. Part of that includes topics that she like researches, other just like talking off the cuff Um, And I love that. Obviously, it's also like Emma Chamberlain's, but I would like my podcast to also serve some sort of academic purpose. Um, As I'm going to talk about, I went to, I have two bachelor's degrees, so I do kind of miss the, the academic research, forming a thesis, here's my argument, blah, 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 but I don't feel the need to go back to school. So this is kind of what I wanted to do. Hopefully, like, have people on the podcast at some point and just have another outlet for my creativity. I have a lot of creative juices in me, especially in the next episode. I'll talk more about why. But this one, I always knew I wanted the first episode of the podcast to be an introduction to me. So yeah, without further ado, I'm just gonna hop into the notes that I have for today's episode, literally just introducing you to me. If you don't know me, if you do know me, I'm sure I'm going to tell you plenty of stuff that you don't already know. To start off, my name is Jada Dola. I was born on January 29th, 1999 in Buffalo, New York. Um, in the town of like Amherst. So my mom was originally born in Buffalo, and she is white. And then my dad moved to Buffalo from Kenya, and he is half Ethiopian, half Kenyan. So I lived in Buffalo until I was what? In I lived in Buffalo until like mid kindergarten, and then we moved to Miami. I think it was like the middle of the school year. We moved to Miami because my dad had a job there and my mom wanted us to all be together. So we moved to Miami. I was there for like six months, probably the worst six months of my life. It was absolutely awful. I do not recommend going to Florida. And then we relocated to Beaufort, Georgia, where my aunt and uncle were. And that is where I resided for pretty much the rest of my life until like college. So... From an early age, I was always a fangirl. I first, my, one of my first loves was Grace and Chance, baby. And then it was Cody Simpson, probably a few more in between there, but obviously I landed on One Direction. Oh my God, boy, did I land on One Direction. During that time when I was young, you know, elementary school, I spent lots of time on Tumblr, Wattpad, where I wrote my first fanfic, where I was the main character, obviously, who fell in love with Harry Styles. Of course, we had a falling out. I went for Zayn because he's my number two. It was a whole thing. And then I obviously would also spend time on YouTube and on Instagram, you know, all the things we were doing as little Kitlins, little children. And... Around this time is when I had some of my first aspirations to make videos. So if you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel where as of this recording, I have two videos up, but I have already recorded three or four other videos, some of them just smaller little like what I bought at Sephora's, like just cute little stuff, stuff that it's just fun to do. I'm honestly... Right now I'm in a lot of pain because I have wisdom teeth just messing up my mouth and doing this kind of stuff has brought me peace and given me something else to put my mind on while I'm in excruciating pain and popping ibuprofen every four hours. So some of the first videos I recorded were with my friends Shay and Paige. It was on my little pink Acer laptop and there's, yeah, they were so weird. They were just weird ass fucking videos that a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds were making. And I think one was, like, Paige got, like, kidnapped. um, Something weird and funky. But this is Paige, my friend. Now, I also made a video that I remember very vividly with my cousin Paige. And I have all of the red box One Direction dolls. Okay, I don't have Niall. I have... The four of them, and then Nile is a later edition doll, which is so much cheaper looking. And one of my dreams would be to get the Nile red, the Nilehorn red box edition One Direction from like the first launch. I don't know why I don't have him. I'm I genuinely don't understand why I don't have him. I don't remember why. But my cousin Paige and I use the Harry Styles doll to make a video, essentially a bunch of clips that we put together. So. I remember one was like a shot of his feet walking on the ground. One was like him jumping over a couch to like scare either like my cousin Chad or like Paige or someone. It was this beautiful film that we were so proud of and was so fun. Like one of my best memories. And I wish I had that video. Honestly, it might be on my like my old ass iPod, which I don't even know if I still have it but i don't I, I don't know what it's on but i wish i could find it it was some great art it was a great artistic vision um we were killing it and she has actually also made some youtube videos in the past so that's like so cute of us but so that was some of the first times that i ever made videos and thank god that they're not anywhere i actually went th- obviously i'm thorough as hell and i went through and i deleted like everything of anything like i'm very conscious of my online presence and If you can find stuff that I haven't deleted, you know, like go ahead. But I think I've cleared up a bunch of all, I think I've cleared up most of the uh, embarrassing shit and we can just like keep on moving with trying to do all this online stuff without stress. So, but other than just a creative drive to make videos, very casually, nothing I wanted to like do for money or a job or literally anything other than for fun my first dream was to sing. I remember being in the car. I think I was in like third grade and I actually, I don't know where I was. I don't know how old I was, but I remember like I had already loved singing and I had this feeling about singing. And I remember I was in the car in the backseat. I think I was still in a kid's, in like a car seat for kids. And I sang Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, probably so like, like scared and timid. But I like, I was like, "Ooh, like, let me show my I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad. I was like, let me show them like, like how good I am at singing. And I fucking sang to them in the car and they were like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like so satisfied with myself. But I wanted to sing. I loved singing. To this day, I love singing. And obviously, when I was older, I wanted to get famous and meet Harry Styles and have him fall in love with me because obviously he would fall in love with me because I'm awesome and great and so kind and thoughtful. And I could stand up to him and I could take being in the spotlight so that is partially what drive what drove it obviously and also because i love daydreaming still now to just like performing with like dancers and singing and just like being super hot but i when i was in middle school i auditioned for the x factor obviously gotta know devastation and then later maybe like three years i don't even know sometime later more in high school I auditioned for The Voice. Obviously, more nose. After the singing dream was dead, I, bleh, it died. I remember thinking about being a marine biologist because obviously that's like one of the first things that people in science want to do in my brain. I feel like that was very common. Um, And dolphins, the shit. Whales, incredible. Orcas, gorgeous. And I've always had an affinity for science and biology. That's like my thing. So that was kind of just what I was thinking of at the time, one of my first aspirations. But once I was old enough to start working, I started working at Kroger. Um, I was a bagger, and then obviously I became a cashier later. But I anything I do, I do with excellence. So I was the best bagger at the store at the time that I was there, and I did go to a bagging competition, and it was fun. And I still have a passion for bagging today, but... That's besides the point. After Kroger, I ended up hosting at a local restaurant and eventually went to serving. Obviously I was the best host. I was a really good server. I wouldn't say I was the best server because That is a skill that you hone your entire lives. And there were servers there that had been serving for like 20 plus years. But I was good at it. Like, obviously, it was fun. Keeps you on your feet. Kept me young. And then I eventually went off to college after I graduated high school. So I went to college at the University of Georgia. Go Dogs, Wonderful place. Magical land. And I remember I applied undecided. And then after orientation, I picked... Cellular biology, which is slightly different from just straight up biology. And I eventually switched it just into basic biology because it didn't require a research credit and I didn't know if I wanted to do research actually. So I just went to through and through biology. And my first semester, I took an, an- intro to anthropology course, which was inspired by my love of the show Bones, one of the best TV shows ever made. You can come for me. You can say what you want. But if you watch Bones, you know what I mean. That show teaches you shit. It's so interesting. It ended, at, I guess, a good time. It became very procedural, which is comforting. You know, that's what people want in a TV show. And that's why it was so successful. And Bones is what pushed me to take anthropology. And anthropology made me a better human. So, boom knowledge. And through anthropology, I first decided on a minor, which was only going to be like four classes. So having come in with just a few AP credits, I quickly decided after like another semester to just add anthropology on as a second major. It was also in the same college. So what you don't know going to college, you, so I went to UGA, At UGA, they had like five different colleges, and each college housed different majors. So I graduated from UGA's Franklin Arts and Science College. There was also the Terry College of Business, also Ag Hill, it was like Agricultural Sciences and some other ones. But I always thought that was very interesting that within a university, there were different colleges. So since biology and anthropology, anthropology being arts, biology being science, Franklin Arts and Science, I didn't have to take more core classes. All of the requirements that I met for biology also went towards anthropology. And then I just had to take the extra like elective courses and make sure I hit all the required courses on both of the specific majors. But since I could knock out all of the college ones together, that made it much more manageable than taking, say I took a business degree on, like I would have had to take probably another year or something to take all the proper courses and actually get the degree. So that is how I ended up having two bachelors in four years. So that was pretty sick. But In college, I learned to balance a social life. Extracurriculars for the first time in high school, I didn't give a fuck about extracurriculars. I was too cool for that, even though I was, in many people's eyes, probably not cool, because there was a period that I wore the same One Direction zip-up red and black hoodie, not even hoodie, just a sweatshirt, for probably like three years because there were times and because there was a dress code, you know, in middle school and high or just middle school, we had a dress code and it was only like red and black and khaki and white, literally destroying my Aquarian brain, like in my spirit. But so I would wear literally the same jacket. I would pull my hair down into the ugliest, low bun, no middle part, just fully slicked back. It was a look. And to some people, I was probably uncool, but I always knew that I was cool. To this day, I know that I'm cool. So I didn't do extracurriculars. (laughs) Let's get back to that. I did not do extracurriculars. I said that I technically, I graduated having done student council and speech and debate team. But as soon as I found out that speech and debate team was you research a topic and write an essay on it, I immediately checked out of that. Shout out Jeremy Purdy because he still was super hyped that I was there, but I didn't do shit for either of those things. I showed up, I took the picture on picture day, and I literally did nothing else. So for the first time in college, I actually gave a shit about extracurriculars. And also... I had to focus more heavily on academics because though I did try in high school with academics, um, in college it was obviously harder and took a bit more time. So some of the extracurriculars that I did in college, my freshman year I was the residence hall association, like, hall council coordinator person. I would attend weekly hall council things like meetings for my, it was this whole thing. It was a housing thing, it was fun. We just like planned events with the school's money. So when you go to college, you get charged all these fucking fees. Go through the fees, man, there's a lot. And that's where a lot of the payment that, or like where all the money you're paying goes towards are these random fees. So you can use all the amenities throughout the campus. So one of those is a housing fee. And the housing fee would fund the various events that the hall council could put on. And also, like, there's your specific hall council where you live when, in UGA you had to live on campus as a freshman unless you, like, bypassed it. But so you would have your hall council of the place that you were in. And then there was RHA, which was, like, all the hall councils together. So that could be a separate event from the smaller ones that your hall council would put on, but also your RA would put on ones. There's also NRHH, which was a tiny subdivision of RHA, but this all doesn't even fucking matter. But I started off doing the residence hall stuff as an ambassador person for my hall council. So that was like the first time I got involved and it was very low key. It's like one meeting a week and then we would meet with the hall council like every now and then we would plan events and I love planning so it all worked out great and that led me into being an RA in which I got free housing and a stipend. What piqued my interest in being an RA was definitely the free housing obviously because I paid like $9,000 in just housing because I went into college. With the Zell scholarship if you're not from Georgia, Georgia has a Zell and Hope Scholarship Fund. If you hit a certain like GPA and SAT or ACT score, um, Zell will cover your full tuition, and then Hope will cover. If you get like lower scores, then Hope will cover like a part of it. But it helps a lot, and I would have had free college my first year had I like not had to room on campus and take out loans for that because obviously I didn't have fucking eight thousand dollars to room myself on campus. So that piques my interest in that RAs didn't have to pay and then it was all just stuff that I had done in my hall council the year before and then it became just more like what I as an individual wanted to do and I am I am the one in a group project that is the manager, is doing things. Like Oh, like you get into a group, who's, who's taking the lead? It's me. So being an RA came very easy to me and it's very easy. It was very easy for me to care about doing well because everything I do, I do with excellence. So I did that through the entire year or not year, through my entire college up until COVID, but I'll touch on that later. So that was like my main thing was being an RA for about two years, I was in NRHH, which was a whole mess, but that's one thing I did. Sophomore year, I joined AMSA, which is the American Medical Student Association. That was lovely. My favorite org. Every year, I did SWAB, which is shop with a bulldog. And during Christmas, we you would sign up to do it. You would fundraise like $60. And then you would be assigned a student, a kid, like from the surrounding athens Clark County schools, there would be an event day and you would take them to go shopping for Christmas and they would just literally get to go to Walmart and get whatever they wanted. And then you spent the day with them. And so it was like a mini mentorship because it's only for like a day, but it was super fun. I did that every year, except COVID obviously fucked up the last year, but I still did the like the volunteering or like the the fundraising, the money. And then I think it was junior year-ish. I can't remember exactly, but I was also an emergency preparedness ambassador through the Emergency Office at UGA. So that was super cool, and honestly, I love talking about my extracurriculars in school, and I have a lot of things to say about college that I don't think I want to fit into this because I could talk for hours and hours and hours, but Those are pretty much all the things that I did in various different ways on college campus and how I actually gave a shit about extracurriculars for the first time. And I smashed it, if I do say so myself. I did great. And then within pretty much all of those, I was doing like specific things for them other than swab. Swab was just that once a year thing, but everything else it had a whole like you could do many things within it. And obviously I was doing the most. So I don't remember exactly where I wanted to go pre-med, but it was somewhere freshman to sophomore year. I was getting great grades. I have always been a friendly person, and especially in college, I realized that I had a lot of self-motivation. So I ultimately started on the pre-med path. AMSA, one of the orgs I talked about, they really spearheaded my entire pre-med journey. It was very stressful coming in and they just like map everything out. It's such a great community. If you are pre-med and you're looking for something, it doesn't have to just be AMSA. There was also other organizations that were geared toward the pre-health route and even like for people of color specifically looking for pre-health, like join an org. It will help you so much and also give you a community of people that are trying to do the same thing you are which is just like it's amazing. So, I was trugging along freshman year, June, no, yeah, freshman year, sophomore year. I think at the end of sophomore year is when I did my uh what's it? My study abroad, lovely time, great time. Obviously, I'm going to sit here and tell you that you need to do a study abroad if you can afford it. It's fucking amazing. But Going into junior year, as 2020 was starting, so this was what, the fall, the spring of junior year is when 2020 started. I was preparing for the MCAT and dipping my toes into the application cycle. So if you don't know, the pre-medical or like the medical school application cycle starts Essentially, the process starts when you decide to go pre-med because there are so many required courses that you need. Some schools have a pre-med track, but UGA did not. So you had to like make sure yourself that you were getting all the courses that you needed. So I was already doing all of that stuff and then obviously the next big thing was to take the MCAT, which is the medical medical college admission test uh, just like how you take an SAT or ACT to get into school. That's like the first test that you take for going into medicine. And it's a load of dookie, super awful, hated it. I took a course. So through AMSA, I was able to get a half off MCAT prep course through Kaplan that I was attending in person at the time, which was very helpful at, before spring break, That is the only thing that I was doing for MCAT study, essentially, because I was still going out, still partying, still, you know, like doing my classes at that time. I was only taking 12 credit hours where previously I would almost always be taking 15 to 16 every semester. And then during spring of junior year, I technically cut back my hours to 12, but I was taking physics to physiology math like bios was I take no yeah something 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 I was taking like three classes and those were all like MCAT heavy courses so I was grinding and I think like at least two of them had a lab too so that's like another class on top of it but it's only like one credit course one credit hour but you still have to take a whole class so that was a lot I was still seeing my friends all the time I'm so thankful that I did Because if I had spent that first half of junior year in a hole, just like killing myself over trying to get into med school, I would have missed out on so many opportunities that I would have literally never gotten back since COVID demolished what I thought the rest of my college time was going to look like. So I even, I almost forgot this bullet point, I was picked for an Emory I think it was through like the school of or like Emory Hospital they had an organ transplant and donation internship or I guess it was an externship but it was over the summer of 2020 I would have shadowed uh transplant doctors like transplant surgeons I would have been able to go into an OR they were going to take us to an organ bank there was going to be like round tables with physicians I would have to like live in Atlanta somehow And I had never been so fucking excited to do something. I was like, this is gonna absolutely, like, change my life. Like, this is awesome. I was incredibly passionate about being pre-med and addressing medical racism and just being, like, this impressive person who did all this stuff. And then after COVID hit, all of that was obviously just demolished like I couldn't go to my MCAT class in person anymore and I eventually just stopped going I literally paid like $1,200 to do that course and I just stopped going because I got so sad and depressed being back home and with the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement I was not in a space to be preparing for the MCAT and then obviously the internship was canceled And there was like seven of us and they were like, oh yeah, like just apply to this again when we do it. Not, oh, we'll let you know when you guys can all come back and actually do this. It was no, you're going to have to reapply and like fight against all the people again, even though you rightfully earned it this time around. That was, that was rough. That made me sad. Like I was so looking forward to that internship. And to this day, when I talk about it, I get so upset because it was, I felt like it was going to change my life. And, you know, it didn't. And here I am, not in fucking med school, that's for sure. So through COVID, I had to move back home. My internship was pulled. And I did also bow out of being an RA for the rest of the year. They gave us an option to keep going and keep getting like a, some some sort of stipend. And then But I was like, no, I can't do this. So I just stopped and I hope all my residents are doing well, but it would have been too much for me. I was starting to cut back on everything, but I was turning more heavily to drinking and smoking marijuana. I had done these things previously, but this is when they started going up. Um, I started like looking back, I was like starting to develop an issue with it. So with the resurgence of the black lives matter movement i also started to grapple with growing up as a mixed girl in a predominantly white portion of my family so i grew up heavily with my mom's side and i just started thinking about topics that i hadn't before so that was just all swirling around in my mind and i also ended up not preparing for the mcat to my standards i paid like 100 or 200 dollars because i I can't remember if I pushed my MCAT exam once or twice, but I pushed it. I ended up taking it in like July when I was originally scheduled to take it in May. And I pushed it because I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna study more. I'm gonna study more and better. And it was obviously not to my standards. So I really just fucking said I'm gonna wing it and went and I took the test. And full transparency, I made a four- 98 on that test and I was looking for at least a 500 so that was gut-wrenching but it made sense I didn't uh, I didn't prepare like how I should have and it's also just a culmination of the time period that I was in I was not in a space to be preparing for one of the most important tests of my life up to that point I had already been thinking about it, but I did officially decide after I got my score to postpone medical school apps and pursue a master's in anthropology first. I even like had some recommendations in too, which I think I'm still technically, I think I still have a year or two left to use those if I wanted to apply, which is funny. So yeah, then I ended up applying to Georgia State for their anthropology master's program and senior year, the beginning-ish. And then towards the end of senior year is when I started dating my partner. His name is Marcelo, and I love him with all my heart. He is the best thing to ever happen to me. And yeah, we're still together and deeply in love today. That's my boo. So in May 21, we both graduated. We graduated together and I graduated with a 3.78 and two degrees. So that is one of my proudest accomplishments. And yeah, just ever. And I feel like this is an appropriate space to actually talk about it. I don't like fucking bring this up like randomly at work. Like, yeah, I graduated with a fucking almost like a 3.9 with a bio degree and an anthropology degree. But yeah, I did that. And I'm really proud of it. And I worked my ass off and I still... Had a good time, you know. Like, I was always seeing my friends. I honestly saw them too much. Like, looking back, I was like, damn, I did not have to go out from Thursday to Sunday. I'll tell you that. But still did the thing one of the best times of my life, and I look back on it very fondly. So, in the summer of 21, I moved to Atlanta to start my master's at Georgia State. Literally, the day before my classes started, My grandpa, my papa, he died before classes start. Literally the day before I was supposed to start classes. So obviously I couldn't attend the first week of class. I had to fly to Buffalo because he lived in Buffalo and my grandma still lives there. And that's where we were going to have his celebration of life because he didn't want a funeral and but we wanted to do something, so it was a celebration of life. It was beautiful. It was a great day and I highly recommend for anyone out there just to have on your radar in case something horrible happens and you're in a similar position. So to attend to celebration of life, I had to miss the first week of class. Not that I like I wanted perfect attendance or anything, but like the first week of class is how you set the tone for your whole semester. That's where you sit down. Like I would sit down with my planner, just get myself familiar with everything like, you're making sure you have all your books, you're writing down everything in your planner. And I just like, all of that was stripped away. I couldn't do any of that. And then I would have come back in the class having already been behind and it was a master's class. So I decided like two weeks in or something that I was gonna delay my enrollment to spring. Um, Georgia State was absolutely amazing. They were super great and just so accommodating and helpful. And I am super grateful for them. But then spring 2022 is when I took my first set of courses for that master's. But I did realize that my passion for academics was fading, and it was fading quickly, I guess, I did finish out that semester but it was hard and I remember and it was also since I was fully doing anthropology I was having to write so many essays which before I would write maybe one to two essays a semester so this was very draining at the end of the year and I wrote probably one of the worst final papers ever for like my last paper that was due and she still gave me an A and I was like this is that was rough. So God bless the professors in that program. But they were just so, they were just so nice. Like I can't say any, I can't say any bad thing at all about Georgia State. It was amazing. And I would potentially go back there in the future if I felt drawn to it again. I also made amazing friends. I think I was really only meant to be there to Bring to literally just connect me with the friends that I made there. They're now the friends that I have, like in Atlanta. A lot of them, everyone's graduated now, but a lot of them are still in the city, and I'm just so thankful for them. They're some of my favorite people I've ever met, and I think that is what I was truly there for. By August of 2022, I started as a barista at a local coffee shop, and then I also started to make good money as a barista, and so that ultimately pushed me into deciding to pull out of school. I started in August, and by November, I decided to completely stop school and just make coffee and be happy, and that is where I have ended up now, today. It is January 2024, it's January 7th, and that is pretty much... The quickest roundup I could make of who I am and how I got here. So I really want this podcast to be a place where I could potentially stretch some academic muscles and just have great conversations, but on my own terms. While I was an RA, I got Safe Space certified like twice, and people definitely have arguments for how that whole thing is bullshit, but going to college, it just opens up or it opened up my eyes as to how to create safe spaces and just like recognize various privileges and how to have hard conversations appropriately. And it just like, it's where your curiosity can really bloom. So I just want to do that again. But this seems way more fun than going back to college or master's or anything. So now I'm just gonna keep, doing what I want and upload regularly. That's like a goal. It's not even a goal, I'm going to upload regularly. But this year I did have a collection of New Year's resolutions that I'm gonna be doing. Every year before I would never do New Year's resolutions but I just have this like renewed sense of of like just like making goals and meeting them. There's nothing like making a list and checking it off. And that's essentially what I'm treating my New Year's resolutions as. And the biggest New Year's resolution is actually to completely quit smoking and drinking for the year. I'm not saying that this will be the rest of my life, but for this year, I'm not drinking nor am I smoking. So if you'd like to hear me talk more in depth about that and the other resolutions that I plan to take on, that will be in the next podcast, which I don't know when I'll upload. In my brain, I'm thinking monthly podcast uploads, but this is pretty fun. So we'll see what happens. And I, if you made it here, I can't believe you did. I hope I was entertaining. I feel like I'm a pretty entertaining person. I love talking. If anything, I feel like I talked too much. It's already at 41 minutes. This was great and you're great. And you should always treat yourself and people with kindness because it's very important. And that's how we're going to get out of the dark place in the world that we were and kind of still are in but have a wonderful day and hug your friends and your family okay bye friends